Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Roan and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. All right, everybody, here we go. It is episode two. It's It's episode two. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Flying by, (laughs) by the way. Can you believe that? Flying by. We're already on episode two. It's hard to believe that we are already on episode two. And today, on episode two of the Cage Vision podcast, we are actually going to discuss signs that you might be suffering from Cage Vision. Yeah, and we had a little debate before we started recording. And that debate was how many signs we're actually going to come up with. And we don't know the answer to that. We're going to see. <laughs> we're going to actually see how this goes. We may, there may be five. There may be five. There, there may be seven. There may be seven. We do have one guarantee. There'll it, be more than one. And yes. There will be more than one or your money back. There you go. <laughs> All right. So usually we start by you just ask me a bunch of questions, right? I know. Because that's start what I like dialogue. to do. Yeah, is, she likes is, to pepper me. I do so, like to pepper you with questions. So let's do that, right? Fire away. So if we're going to talk about signs that you might be suffering from caged vision, is there a number one sign or just what is one of the signs that you might be well, suffering? Well, you know, we're vision? talking about service businesses. And so signs that you might have caged vision would not come early on in that service business. And the reason is because there's still a lot of excitement. You're going in, you're creating the business, you're still trying to get it up and running. And there's so much excitement in just getting that off the ground that the vision part of what could be next doesn't really start. But once you've been in business for a while, whether it's five years or 10 years, there are a certain percentage of those service business owners that just want more. They just want more. And so what happens in that business, they achieve a level where they're doing well. And by all accounts, they are really accomplishing what they had set out to accomplish, but they're trading time for money. And so every day they walk into the cage that they have built, which is trading time for money. They love what they do, but they just feel empty. Maybe there's just a little more to get. There's another way to do it. There's there's something other than just trading time for money that would be another way for them to demonstrate their expertise and add value. And when they can't get that out is when they probably have some caged vision. So, you know, I would think that attorneys and accountants are just sort of prime examples of this, but do you have an example of someone in particular that you're just like, oh yeah, here's a perfect example of trading time from it? Yeah, well, you know, it could be a construction company. It could be a mortgage broker. It could be attorney, CPA. I tell you what, I had a a cousin's husband who was in town. He lives in Louisiana. He's a very successful defense attorney, very successful. And he said, so tell me what's been going on. And I described what we've been working on I talked about this concept of caged vision, and immediately when I said caged vision and described what I meant by that, his shoulders kind of went down, and he kind of just got this look on his face, 
And he said, you know, we're trying to figure that out right now. And I said, tell me about that. And he said, you know, in the defense world, it's by the hour, but nobody wants to do by the hour. They want to find another way. I mean, our clients want to find another way. We want to find another way. The problem is when it's hourly, more than likely, they want to settle the case fast because the company and the insurance companies, they're all doing, they're just doing math. Attorney's fees plus cost to settle equals what? What's the total impact, right? But if I get you on a retainer and that retainer's advantageous to me, all of a sudden I may want you to try the case. So an attorney that's thinking, well, if I could go into a retainer model, then that would be better for me, maybe, or maybe not. It may not be better for you because if your client all of a sudden, which in this case may be the insurance company, may want you to try every case, well, now your hourly rate went from 550 or 350 whatever it is, right. Drop. down, dropped. Because once you're committed to the case, you've got to see it through. So I don't really have an answer for my cousin's husband. <laughs> I really wish I did. For the defense attorney, there's a participation in the outcome, potentially. But it's a different model, and, and they haven't hired me to explore that with them yet. So I just paint the problem right now. That is a classic. Uh, he's been doing this very successful. Been doing it for 20 years. Built a name in the industry he serves. But you can see it on his face. I love what I do, but I think there's a better way. And we're searching for it right now. Wow. All right. So trading time for money. And then another, what's another sign that you might be suffering from caged vision? Well, I would say the next, after that first sign, that uh, you feel like there's more to give and you feel like you can demonstrate your, your expertise in different ways that don't necessarily trade time for money. The way I would translate that is you feel like there's a different revenue model that exists, a different revenue strategy than, than you currently have. You just don't know what it is. You explore it in your head on the way home from work. You explore it in your head on the weekends and you start to play that what if game, what could be game, but you don't know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. And you can't take away from your business to go do it. Right, because and you're trading time for money. Because you're so trading time, time for money. Time is money, yeah, so you yeah, can't yeah. take time away from your business. So if you're pondering different ways to demonstrate your expertise or to leverage that into a new revenue strategy, mm-hmm. I would think that's what one wants to do for growth within sure. your business or a, a separate business perhaps. You know, tell us a little bit about what that looks like or tell us a little bit about someone who's unpacking that right now and sort of how they go about doing that. Sure. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I just got back from lunch. I had lunch with a friend. A friend? You had had, a friend. I had a friend and we had lunch. All right. I had a friend that does real estate. I've talked to him about investing in real estate on deals with him, but that's not where the conversation went. The conversation started out with, Hey, tell me what's going on with your family. How's business? What have you been up to? And as I started to tell him what we've been up to and this concept of caged vision, he just really sat back in his chair and he began to listen. And the more I talked about knowing that you have more to give, knowing that you recognize it's not about money. Money is only a way to check the score in the game that you've decided to play. That's all it is. For this particular audience that we're talking to, they don't care about money. They want to be successful. And for him, he feels, he truly feels, he's got a fabulous story. He truly feels like he can help others 
do what he's done. This guy went from uh, literally being broke to creating a real estate company and a construction company. And he inspires me. But as we started talking about this, he started telling me, oh, yeah, and I want to do this and I want to do this. He's got Cage Vision. And we unlocked it over lunch. We didn't even intend to unlock it over lunch. In fact, I had to say, you texted me. You probably have a deal you want me to look at. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I mean, we got so (laughs) So off track. Because he got so excited about telling me about this vision that he had that was another way to demonstrate his expertise to help him out. Because the real estate game is playing. That generates income, and he likes playing that game. But he feels like he's got more to give. And what we unpacked in a quick 30-minute lunch was potential outlet for him. And we, we explored it. And I said, come into the office. He said, let's do this. I want to do this. And I said, well, do what? We don't even know what we're going to do. Why don't you just come and we'll sit down, we'll talk through it and let's brainstorm and see if this is, because, you know, the way we do it is it starts with a, a brainstorming session. I remember one client that said, what are you? And I said, for what? I don't even know what we're doing yet. You know, we, we were just exploring, right? But when we explore that idea and then we come back to the office and we financially model it to see if it's viable, and then we take it back and say, okay, here's the business that we think we can help you create, and this is the investment it would take, and here's the potential return, they just feel alive. Because they have someone that is finally recognizing that their ideas could actually be put into place. And <laughs> yeah, they feel heard. Yeah. And they don't feel like they don't have an outlet for this. They don't feel like, and I've said it over and over, is this it? And then you think about all these other things, but, you know, am I just dreaming or could this be potential? We help explore that. But the first thing to do is unlock that case vision because you and I know this. If someone has zero vision, we can't take them where they don't want to go. Agree. It's impossible. No, right? it's impossible. It's, but I guess and when you say unpack it, because that is what we do and we have a whiteboard session or a strategy session, call it whatever you want, but sort of talk through where they think they're going and then we help develop that model. So, you know, I think that that frustration that they feel and then being heard is that we take that mumbled, jumbled idea that's in their head and sort of crafted into a shape that could be viable and then model right. it to verify its viability. Correct. And in the way that we we know what can be successful. So let's say if you're a doctor and you say, I have an idea for a car wash franchise. Um, probably not. Probably not a good idea. But if you have if you're a doctor and you have an idea that leverages your expertise, well then let's work with that. I think where people get in trouble is they have a service business they wait too long. That caged vision gets bottled up. They work in that cage until they get tired of working in that cage. And then they say, I'm going to go do something else. And they completely give up on, you know, 15 years of building expertise and go do something random and they fail. And now they've lost the core business and the other one wasn't successful. And now they're, you know, it's just not working. Right. Which speaking of doctors, I think that it's a great segue into the next sign, which is one of my favorites. And I think this is sort of, to me, the one that everybody has. Yeah. So we have trading time for money and then that they feel like there's more to give. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So So the first sign, you're trading time for money and, but you're starting to believe there's more to give. The second one is 
you feel like there's a different way to give this to demonstrate value. So those are sort of one and two. So what happens after those two? Well, if it goes long enough, the third sign is that you begin to feel frustrated and you ask that question of yourself that I mentioned earlier, and that is, is this it? And you don't say it out loud, but you say it in your head. And anything that you say in your head, two to three years down the road, it's going to start to become a reality. And so what happens is, is after that continuous frustration, is this it? I'm grinding it out. Am I just destined to do this for the next 20 years? You experience anger. You become irritated. You possibly might get depressed. You start to feel insignificant. And when you start to feel insignificant, you lose confidence. And the worst part of all this is that that gets reflected in your business. You're wearing it. You can't hide it. And that's all because something's bottled up in you and you can't get it out. You've been in meetings where people have become very emotional telling the story. And I've told my story. I've been there. I have been literally at the height of the depression or the Great Recession. I was going to say, the Depression? It was, really? It, 1929? Maybe, maybe, maybe I was depressed and it was the Great Depression there you for go. me. But it was the Great Recession. And I literally, I mean, everybody was going to the office and I remember just feeling so exhausted. And literally, I put my hands across the desk and I laid and just like, I am done. I am so done. Well, what do you think the next day when I woke up and I went in to see my next prospect? Probably weren't Did energized look, or yeah, enthusiastic low, about it. Low energy. Low energy. Uh, you know, tired. Rather than bringing solutions, I prepared myself to be told no. And I just got into a point of negative. And that's what can happen. You know, we just talked to someone the other day, a doctor who was frustrated. And I think it goes along with what you were saying a few minutes ago about someone who was feeling, he was angry and he felt insignificant. But then when we started talking about oh my gosh. The, the things that could happen based on the years he's already put in, yeah. right? So he has the expertise. Do you rem- I know you're talking about, do you remember that moment when we laid out a one-page, two-year roadmap? Of, oh my gosh, what was yes. Gonna, do you tell it? The look on his face, his eyes just lit up when he got all excited about what could happen over the course of the next couple of years. And he goes, I'm excited about my business for the first time in years. Yeah, I can finally see my dream. You know, I would say the first reaction was he lit up and then he started to get emotional. Yeah. I can remember coming home and I had a bad day. Well, when your bad days are often Monday through Friday, <laughs> there's probably a problem, right? And, and it becomes where the kids are like, well, daddy, daddy's had a bad day. And I would just encourage people to explore that a little bit deeper than not everybody has bad days. Not the people that unlock their potential and what could be. Those people come home and they're happy. Nobody's dancing on eggshells. But when you feel trapped, it's a bit off topic, but let me go here. I have a, <laughs> a, a lab. I have three daughters and my wife and got a little, a little female dogs. And so there's just chaos, fem- female everywhere. Right. So I got a big yellow lab and he's got a chest the size of a barrel. And he is like the coolest laid back lab, except for 
when he gets backed into a corner and when he feels trapped, the nicest dog that will literally let a kid poke its eye and stick its you know, finger in its mouth will show its teeth and growl and snap at you because it feels caved, it feels trapped, right? Now, we feel that way in business. We feel that way, but it happens so slow. It's the frog, it's in, the boiling frog water. in the boiling water. Oh, it's yeah. just so slow. And you're like, well, it's like I said, my wife's like, we're at dinner and I'm over there and it was a transaction. Like I'm stressed at dinner. She's like, why are you stressed? Why are you angry? I'm not angry. Well, yes, you are. Listen how you answered. I mean, I didn't even, it happened so slowly. You mentally tell yourself, I'm not angry, I'm intense. And that's your excuse. But the world sees it differently. The world does see it differently. Are you saying that I'm angry? I'm saying you're no longer intense but it now could, that but we've it could. unpacked Int- your okay. cage oh, vision. Thank you. Thank you. No, you're doing what you love. It's All so right, much so fun. number one. Trading time for money. That's one. Okay. All right. So we have more than one. We have more than one. That's one. Number two, you love what you do, but you believe that there is more. There is more than trading time for money. Okay. Okay. Number three. What happens as a result of one and two? The result is that you become frustrated and you say to yourself, is this it? Yeah. I mean, and from frustration comes someone who's angry or irritated, maybe even depressed. Although I'm with you, I think it happens slowly over time. And then as a result, you wake up one day and you're demotivated and that yeah. shows when you work with your customers and potential you know customers. you know another one that's that people hide behind one is i'm intense two is daddy's just got a stressful job or mommy's just got a stressful job or mommy's got a lot going on at the office or it's a stressful time of year right wow we didn't even do those but that's true i think I that's know. we're not gonna we're not gonna list those because now our numbering sequence yeah, is off is so totally let's just off. stick with three so far yeah Okay. But I think that those statements fall into the emotions of frustration and anger and, and being depressed, right? It's that negative cycle yeah. that yeah. gets set up. And so you're in that negative cycle, right? Yeah. And so I would say that the fourth one is that once you're in there, you get demotivated in the business you've created, and that gets reflected to your employees, to your customers, and that's when it really, really starts to hit home. So I would say that's number four. And a fifth one would be is when you, you're just trying to get me an odd number. I am. This is true. This is true. So you're getting demotivated by your business. And that's that's a reflection. Number five is revenue starts to drop and revenue starts to drop because your customers. Why do I want to go? People say he's intense. People say he's just stressed. I just think he's an ass. Right. So I would say those are your five. And those are signs that you are suffering from cage vision, but it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. And if you are ready or thinking or want to know more about this, Carrie's put together the Be Big Guide. Yeah. The Better Better Business Business Idea Idea Guide. Guide. So cypressresources.com. We we did that well, like in sequence. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was good. Yeah, it was weird in a good way. Yeah. So this guide is just for you to quickly assess where you are in your business. There's also steps to say, okay, if I'm in box one, how do I get to box two? If I'm in box two, I'll get to three and four and so on. So download it if you like. Subscribe to this podcast because we'll be telling more stories like this. So thanks for listening to episode two. 
Thank you for listening to the Caged Vision Podcast. And don't forget to come back next week to hear more ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, just like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business.